0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 9 continued. Section 7. Don't mind my feelings. Besides the constant struggle to remain faithful to her vow, she was haunted by her inability to express herself even to those she trusted most. This contributed to her sense of alienation, yet she accepted it as part of the suffering that God wanted from her. She wrote to Father Picacci in September, 1959. You have told me to write, I just can't express anything. I don't know why it's like this. I want to tell, and yet I find no words to express my pain. Don't let me deceive you. Leave me alone. God must be wanting this aloneness from me. Pray for me. In spite of everything, I want to love God for what he takes. He has destroyed everything in me. Pray for me. I will try to speak in confession or after. If you are not afraid of being deceived. On the other hand, when addressing Jesus, that is in prayer, Mother Teresa could express herself with ease. Fulfilling her confessor's request, she sent to him a letter addressed to Jesus, enclosing it with her letter dated September 3rd, 1959. Part of my confession today. My own Jesus. From my childhood you have called me and kept me for your own. And now when we both have taken the same road, now, Jesus, I go the wrong way. They say people in hell suffer eternal pain because of the loss of God. They would go through all that suffering if they had just a little hope of possessing God. In my soul, I feel just that terrible pain of loss, of God not wanting me, of God not being God, of God not really existing. Jesus, please forgive my blasphemies. I have been told to write everything. That darkness that surrounds me on all sides, I can't lift my soul to God. No light or inspiration enters my soul. I speak of love for souls, of tender love for God. Words pass through my words. Words pass through my lips. And I long with a deep longing to believe in them. What do I labor for? If there be no God, there can be no soul. If there is no soul, then Jesus, you also are not true. Heaven, what emptiness. Not a single thought of heaven enters my mind, for there is no hope. I am afraid to write all those terrible things that pass in my soul. They must hurt you. In my heart, there is no faith, no love, no trust. There is so much pain, the pain of longing, the pain of not being wanted. I want God with all the powers in my soul and yet there between us, there is terrible separation. I don't pray any longer. I utter words of community prayers and try my utmost to get out of every word the sweetness it has to give. But my prayer of union is not there any longer. I no longer pray. My soul is not one with you. And yet, when alone in the streets, I talk to you for hours of my longing for you. How intimate are those words. And yet, so empty. For they leave me far from you. The work holds no joy, no attraction, no zeal. I remember I told Mother Provincial that I was leaving Loretto for souls, for a single soul. And she could not understand my words. I do my best. I spend myself, but I am more than convinced that the work is not mine. I do not doubt that it was you who called me with so much love and force. It was you I know that is why the work is yours and it is you even now. But I have no faith. I don't believe. Jesus, don't let my soul be deceived, nor let me deceive anyone. In the call, you said that I have much to suffer. Ten years, my Jesus. You have done to me according to your will. And Jesus, hear my prayer. If this pleases you, if my pain and suffering, my darkness and separation gives you a drop of consolation, my own Jesus, do with me as you wish, as long as you wish, without a single glance at my feelings and pain. I am your own. Imprint on my soul and life the sufferings of your heart. Don't mind my feelings. Don't mind even my pain. If my separation from you brings others to you and in their love and company you find joy and pleasure. Why, Jesus, I am willing with all my heart to suffer all that I suffer. Not only now, but for all eternity, if this was possible. Your happiness is all that I want. For the rest, please do not take the trouble. Even if you see me faint with pain, all this is my will. I want to satiate your thirst with every single drop of blood that you can find in me. Don't allow me to do you wrong in any way. Take from me the power of hurting you. Heart and soul, I will work for the sisters because they are yours. Each and every one are yours. I beg of you only one thing. Please do not take the trouble to return soon. I am ready to wait for you for all eternity, your little one. Along with this letter to Jesus, she sent a note seeking Father Picacci's guidance about what she had written. I am sending you what you told me. You can either write or talk to me about it if you wish. It was not so hard to write. If you wish to explain things to me, I am in the house the whole afternoon. Don't forget to pray for me on September 10th. The depth of Mother Teresa's love for Jesus is highlighted in this contrast between the pain she was feeling and the way she chose to act, guided by pure faith. She felt reluctant to speak about her darkness, which she compared to the pain of hell because she was afraid that whatever she wrote or thought would hurt Jesus. Paradoxically, the more she felt stripped of faith, the more her reverence and love for God grew. Mother Teresa had always kept hidden the deepest working of God's grace in her soul. Her private vow, the details of the inspiration, and now her interior darkness. Because of her delicate respect for her relationship with God and his work in her soul. Which she treated as something sacred and revealed only to her trusted guides. Her letter to Jesus is a prayer full of tenderness. Of transparency and childlike simplicity. She addressed Jesus in the same way as she had at the time of inspiration, when she was at the peak of consolation. My own Jesus. And instead of her name, she signed her letter, your little one. The intimacy of the relationship had only deepened, though aridity instead of sweetness now accompanied her prayer. All she yearned for was his happiness. She wanted to satiate his thirst with every drop of her blood. And she would wait if need be, even for all eternity. For the one she believed in, but felt did not exist. For the one she loved, but whose love she perceived not. In April, 1959, during the retreat, she had stated with total frankness, I have loved him blindly, totally, only. I use every power in me, in spite of my feelings, to make him personally loved by the sisters and people. I will let him have a free hand with and end me. Written at a time when the darkness was so thick that she could not pierce through to lift her soul to God and even felt there was no God, these declarations constitute an extraordinary act of faith. Only by such faith could Mother Teresa know that Jesus was there but keeping silent. Yet this faith took away neither the feeling of unremitting aloneness, nor the overwhelming darkness that she was plunged into. In this spiritual agony and missing a word of encouragement from her spiritual director, she did not hesitate to admit to him I was expecting a few lines from you. You too, like him, keep on the silent road. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. When did Jesus feel abandoned by his friends? Well, in the agony of the garden. He prayed over and over again. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but thy will be done. He was in such pain, such agony. that great sweat, like drops of blood, came out of him. And after praying for an hour, he came back to his disciples, his three closest friends, Peter, James, and John. And he found them sleeping. And in his humanity, he said to them, could you not watch one hour with me? And he went back to pray. Well, like our Lord, Mother Teresa felt that not only was Jesus silent, but her, his, her friends were silent. Her closest friend in a way, Father Picacci, the one that had been given to her when so, no one else could understand. He could understand. He was her confessor, but also her friend. And she writes him and says, but even you are silent. I was expecting a word from you. Why does God not give Mother Teresa, a word? Why does he let her expectations, her her hopes, her longings be disappointed? Well, she said earlier to Jesus, you have destroyed everything in me. You have destroyed everything in me. All of her human longings, all the things that she thought she needed, all of her will, all of her preferences, everything was destroyed like the seed that falls to the ground and dies. But if it dies, our Lord says, it bears abundant fruit. He who loses his life in this world finds it. Mother Teresa, in a most radical way, in a way that It's hard to even see in other saints, was stripped, had her own life, her own preferences, everything she liked taken away so that God could be all in all in her, so that he alone would be the object of her love, that she would have this pure, pure love with no feelings, with no consolation, with no satisfaction. That's the thing we always are longing for. We want some kind of sense that we're on the right path. We want some kind of enjoyment in what we're doing. We want some kind of return for the love we give. We want some kind of recognition, some kind of satisfaction, some kind of rest, some kind of being filled up some kind of sense that we have all the things we need, some sense of justice, some sense of being right. All those things that we want, Mother Teresa had taken from her. God did not give her those things because he was giving her himself. He was taking away those normal human desires, the satisfaction of those desires. So that when she did what was right, when she knew what was right for others, when she saw something which would please Jesus, when she saw some way to do good for others, she did it purely because she knew he liked it. She kept acting more and more, ever increasingly more, for him. And you can't say that she didn't have love. Her letter proves that she had love. She didn't perceive the love. She didn't feel she was loving. She didn't feel he was loving her. But all she wanted to do was please him. This woman was on fire with love, a pure love. Oh, Mother Teresa, pray for us, that a little drop of your love might enter into our hearts too. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen.